Hello, and welcome to Humming Fools, a fortnightly podcast and amateur auditory guide hosted by nobodies and dedicated to the artists. Does it give you anxiety? Or anyone (laughs) with the creative urge. Yes, Noah's giving me anxiety. I I am one of your nobodies, Kyle Stuke, and I am joined by the aforementioned Noah Bosley, who is Mm. my co-host and my interrupter. You did mention me before. Thank you. Noah. Do you want to sing the song that uh, describes what's going on? We're a couple of humming fools. No, not the John Mayer one. The other one. (laughs) Yes, this was obviously my very best impression of John Mayer. Yeah, I I knew it was. Um, (laughs) The boys are back in town. Oh, yeah. Of course. Which Obviously. we're always back in town. Yeah. We always we always take long trips. You don't have to keep running that into the ground, Kyle. We're all aware. Yeah. <laughs> keep saying that. We're like we're like CEOs who steal money from like their like different companies. We just take long trips trips in the Caribbean to where we can't be uh, <laughs> prosecuted and then we come back eventually hoping people forgot. Yes. Uh <laughs> But yeah, guys, it's been it's been a little bit since uh since we've had a humming fools. We haven't been around since last year. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not a this father, time but I do make with lots more of jokes. Bad jokes. Huh? <laughs> Said this time with more jokes. That's right. Um we're going quantity over quality this year. That's, that's right. We are uh dang it, our our resolution was yeah. that. Um thank you. Couldn't think of it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back. It's been a bit, um, but excited to, to do a, a, a review of, of 2020. Um, cause there's a lot to unpack. We need some therapy here together. So, um, I, I give it an F. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, this that's is our new be... show. We're going to post once a year and it's going to be a letter review of the previous year. Yes, and then that's it. And then we just, we're done. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> it's five seconds long. Yeah, people are like, I hate the, I hate the normal episodes, but those letter episodes are really good. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a returning listener, uh, welcome. Thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you. Welcome to the new year. Hopefully we'll not receive an F. Uh, even just a nice, a nice C would not be unwelcome. Uh, but if you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Um, we appreciate you stopping by. Noah and I do interviews with other artists on Humming Fools, and then we also do discussion episodes, and then also just fun, either holiday themed or kind of uh, again review episodes. And that's what today is. Um, I don't feel like it needs to be you know broken down that much. But Noah, tell the people what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> also, I apologize if this is your first episode. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of episodes we, where it's like, if this is your first episode, welcome, but also why? Yeah. <laughs> Don't start here. <laughs> At this point, we oper- operate purely on the basis that it's the same five to ten people that stick hey, with us. Hey, five to twenty. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode is going to be our our kind of a dive into the past year and 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 what how we feel about it, what we learned, um, what what gives us, uh, what fulfilled us this year, what was disappointing. Just like kind of a, not a review of the year, but a year in review. 
Oh, Noah. Yeah, stop it. Pretty yes. Good. Yes, Noah. Pretty good. <laughs> um, and that's mostly creatively, but also just in general, how, how we feel about it and uh, without getting, you know, too political, but just the, the kind of vibe of this past year and how that, that affected the way we did things. Yeah, the vibe. Yeah, it hasn't the been vibe. a chill vibe. <laughs> it was it was a neg vibe, if we're being honest. But it's the vibe of like when you smoke marijuana and it doesn't go well. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not chill. It's not a fun. Time. Like it wasn't supposed to be this way. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I will say as a preface, uh, just for me personally, this was a much better year for me than it had any right to be, and I think collaboratively for us, it, it was positive considering how bad it was overall for most people. So I, it's definitely not going to be a, if, if at any point we complain, we also realize that we, we made it out pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, this, I want this to be a, an informative, you know, episode. I want it to be an encouraging one a lighter one and, and because of that it's like yeah we we're not gonna get too we're not gonna get too deep and we also that's like you just said a result of th- this year actually being you know pretty good for us and that's a weird tension to experience when you're watching you know the world just really go through some some terrible stuff there's just a lot of um you know empathy that I have. And, and some of that stuff did extend to, to you and I, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we'd be lying if we kind of played into the whole, just like 2020 was the worst thing ever. And the, the big issues that plagued it, you know, acting as if those issues affected us as well. And so um, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, disregard what happened this year. That truly was awful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we also, you know, can't, fake that. So we weren't just going to be honest about how things actually were for us. So hopefully you can exist in that, in that, that in between for us. <laughs> Indeed. But, um, before we get started, one quick note, uh, I thought, you know, a positive is that we got rid of the, the train. Um, with, Oh, in the background. Being... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, with, uh, being remote, but then I realized you live really close to the, the train. I so still I get like... it, but I don't think it's as obnoxious in the audio. No, it probably won't be picked up. Um, or at least it'll be edited out when Corey gets it. But then what made me laugh is I heard it on your, uh, through your screen. And then I heard it cause I also live kind of close to it. Not uh-huh. too close, but <laughs> the train's always coming for us. It's always coming and bringing um, the boys back in town. Well, and it's kind of funny because as nice as it is to have a dedicated space for doing this uh, together, we also kept having to deal with, okay, this room has the AC that keeps kicking on. This room gets cleaned all these nights, and so we can't yes. be in that room. And then this room is the closest one to the train. <laughs> There's yeah. always something. Yeah, it's right. I, I, I do, and we had to always like lug the equipment and then put it all back. And, yep. uh, yeah, I do, I do miss it just cause we could be near each other. Um, but, uh, you know, not all yeah. bad. There's always no. a silver lining. That's right. Um, Noah, quick surprise for you. I didn't tell you about this. Uh, but do you want the chance to win some money? Oh, yes. 
Okay, well, welcome to the 2020 quiz. I'm going to ask you five oh, questions. Oh, sorry. I had already started taking my clothes off. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, hey, if you take your clothes off, you'll get some extra money. Oh, um, well, that's what I expected. Yeah. And everyone listening will just be so just like teased because they can uh, only hear me describe the naked a body. Strip tease. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm going to ask you five questions about um, our 2020. And they're Ooh. each worth five dollars and so for every question you get right you'll get some you'll get five dollars and i'll venmo you at the that end that is too much money <laughs> let's do it <laughs> i'm just flexing i'm flexing yeah, my, really my middle class money <laughs> all right so noah first question for 2020 uh, what was our first or who was our first interview in 2020 <gasps> obviously no peaking Ooh, let me look at my notes <laughs> You're like, this quiz is freaking easy. <laughs> is this open book? That's how Noah was at school. He's like, tests are easy when you have the answers. <laughs> uh, first interview of 2020. Wow. Mm, the suspense. That was a good pause. You don't know yeah, about those, well, pa- those pauses in podcasts, but I think that was felt by everyone. Well, that that kind of makes you realize we've done a few of these things. <laughs> Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Um, it is. I, I like that I can't name it right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. Mm, another pause. I think it was... Ten, nine, eight, seven. Oh, oh, six, oh. Um, um, five. Is it four? Joel. Three. No. Ah. Uh, it was Charles Peer, uh, our Charles painter Peer. friend. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that was a year ago. Yep. Wow. I know. And what was crazy when I was looking back, I was like, oh, that's right. Like, not all of 2020 was, like, COVID. Like, there was, like, a couple peaceful months before yeah. things went terrible. <laughs> Who was after that? Um, I don't remember. I won't um, give you money if you get it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no peeking. Until- I was, well, because I was trying to think of... Um. I was like, who was before Chad? Which I'm pretty sure that was all 2020, unless it's, I mean, it's all a blur. So we'll see. No, uh, yeah, unless yeah, yeah, next... Chad was 2019, I think. It was? Uh, okay. So that's that's probably why I was in the wrong area. Cool. No worries, man. You still got, you still got four opportunities to win some dough. <sighs> 20 bucks. All right. So who, uh, what was our first discussion episode of 2020? <laughs> <laughs> that's way harder. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We talk a lot of garbage. Um, <laughs> you were like, oh, man, he's flexing with how much money he's willing to give away. No, he's you don't flexing, know how I designed no way that I'm not going to get these. Oh, discussion. Actually, this should be easier because um, we used to have like a long list of topics that we eventually got through and then mm-hmm. we did fewer of them over time. Like we didn't post as often. So yeah. there should be fewer in the last year than there have been the years before that. Yeah. Um, and because I'm feeling generous, I'll give a vague hint that it's not, 
it wasn't a normal discussion episode. Okay. It still was a discussion episode, but it wasn't the typical, like, the subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, was it uh, <laughs> uh, highs and lows of 2018? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's 2020. So highs, like, yeah, we made a weird pivot where we did highs and lows of, yeah, the, two years <laughs> earlier. Um, <laughs> All our content is deferred by two years. Yeah, the episode did terrible. Everyone was like, "We don't care." Um, <laughs> what, what is it? No, not for 2019 either. We did. Is it the one about the the Harlem Shake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is it best and worst of 2019? 19? No, it okay. was. We discussed. Evil cast since January is when oh, we launched launch. it. Launch, yeah. So we had a whole talk about what it was, the process of making it, all that tasty stuff. Did we do Which our again, best? I completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Did we do our best and worst at the end of the year then for the previous year? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think we, we might, must have done it in December. Um, cool. Uh, I think you'll get this one. Who was our first remote interview of 2020? Oh. Was it John? John Langan? Oh, no. Noah. It, it was wasn't? Sean Fitzgibbon. I thought he was after John. No, he was before. That, my first thought was Sean, and I was like, wait, who else? John. And I was like, oh, it was John, because I thought it was before that. Dang it. I, oh, I knew that one. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that one was, I think it's the only time it happened. Maybe it's happened twice, but that one... It was our first remote interview, and then I got booted from the call. Uh, yes, and, <laughs> and I we was freaking see him out the whole time. That's right. Yeah, he had his camera covered. <laughs> it was uh, like we so uh, we we log on and we're talking to Sean and we're getting along great. And I noticed that his camera is like covered, kind of obstructed by this like black fuzz, and I'm like, oh well, he's got his family there. He's probably just trying to keep some privacy and, you know, still just have the audio. And I was like, that's totally fine because we weren't, we didn't need the video. Yeah. And, uh, and that was our first remote episode. So I was like, I'm, I'm kind of prepared for whatever experience. Um, and then, uh, Kyle gets booted off after Kyle asks a question and while Sean is answering it. Kyle gets booted off the call. And so I'm having to like jump in and be like, yeah, yeah. And also, and I didn't know what Kyle was asking about because Kyle had was more familiar with the, the material and, and him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to like piggyback off the question in a way that I hoped wasn't going to expose my ignorance. Um, <clears throat> and then Kyle came back on and then sleep, seamlessly went back. Well, I thought he would seamlessly get back into it. And he was like, guys, did you notice I got booted <laughs> off the call? And I was like, no, I was trying to save it. Um, but anyway, the whole time the camera's obstructed. And then at the very end, we stop recording and we're like, wow, that was great. Thank you, Sean. And he's like, oh, can you guys see me? And he like rubs his thumb on the camera and then we can finally <laughs> see him. He's like, oh, there was like a weird smudge on there. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's about right. That was a, an omen for how the remote episodes would go or so we thought. Yeah. And actually, they've all been great since then. Um, we had a little mm-hmm. bit of issues with the, the last one, but overall, they've been really good. Yeah, we've 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 been pretty lucky. Also, didn't you ask him too? You were like, "Hey, are you gonna like turn your camera on?" Or I feel I felt like you mentioned something to him. 
I think then, at the very beginning we were all kind of talking, and I said, "I don't, I can't, I can't see you," or something like that. Yeah, and um, then he didn't respond, and so we were just like, "Okay." I, I think he was he like on another train seen. of thought, and so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to push it." Um, hey, turn yeah. your camera on. Hey, let hey. me see you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. Ah, oh, Sean. Yeah, I, I knew that. <clears throat> Dang it. Hey, don't worry, baby. You got two more opportunities. Ooh, ten bucks. All right, so. Who was the longest interview we had in 2020? Published? The yes. published length? Yes. Because I know what it is, and then it got chopped down. Um, I actually don't know how long, because I, I assume I'm, you're referring to Jasper Logan. Um, I'm pretty sure because when you, the, the final edit, which was about half of what we had, was almost as long as most of our interviews. Um, okay. It was like on the normal side, which I was surprised by. But yeah, we lost, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we, we lost half of our Jasper audio from the last interview. And so we were like, well, at least the first half was still good. <laughs> but we we, yeah. we're, we were really bummed because we really got into the groove of it and into some really interesting topics with him in the second half, but oh well. Yeah, it was funny. We were like extremely lucky with our audio. And then uh, the last like two interviews, because Kenzie's interview was really good, but there was a fan on. Oh, she had really audio like issues for recording. Messed with yeah. her audio. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, shoot. And then, yeah. And then with Jasper, it's like the conversation was really good. But then, I'd always feared that it would come, but I never had like a solution for this theoretical problem. And then it happened where it just stopped recording his audio. <laughs> um, okay. Longest one. I'm going to take a gamble and say Liam. Ah, uh, no, no. Uh, it was John this. Langan. I was, uh, see, it was between him and John, but in my mind, <laughs> I was like, well, I've already given John as an answer, even though it was the wrong answer. (laughs) You're just going to keep, yeah, you're just committing. You're like, one of these, but I can't do it anymore. I've I've already used that one. Um, Yeah, 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 it would have been John. Yeah, John, I think, was like 245 or something. It was like pretty long. The final edit was 245? Yeah, which again was incredible because like he just was talking to us about everything it's like that oh, yeah. one we he gave us like the like a quick history of horror we got to learn all about his life i we think got to talk about specific books and then we had all the reddit questions and the, oh, yeah. the rapid fire like it just that thing was a beast um, that's that's still my favorite i think in terms of what we got out of it um mm-hmm. and how how like consistently interesting it was yeah, because I think we like the back and forth was just really good. Like uh, from both sides, it was just really engaging. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk d- more about that later. But I do sorry, remember that being. Say? I do remember that being a a really long one. Yeah, I was I was like drenched afterwards. I was just so sweaty because you just like are in the zone and you're yep. trying to again. It, it was in the summer, so trying to have the air off, and you have all this machinery running in a room, yeah, and the adrenaline. Yeah, I was I was wet. <laughs> well, it's it's weird because like I always get hot recording, 
I can sit at my computer for eight hours a day and be fine. But as soon as we start recording, I start getting toasty. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, we might have to might have to get some mice and test an experiment where we have the mice just sit at computers and then we compare it to mice that we make, you know, create podcasts. Do you think it's because we're in the hot seat? Oh, who's got the dad jokes now, my man? Get your get your nose off that microphone. Oh, stop doing that. <laughs> I won't even I won't even talk about what just occurred. Anyway, last question, Noah. Here's a chance to win a nice Five sonic drink. Buckaroonies. All right. <laughs> I think you're gonna be able to get this one because this was like something I just would not let go because I loved it so much. Well, it's not gonna be Liam because I've already used that one. Yeah. <laughs> What creature did I compare your mom to in the John interview? Leviathan. Yay! <laughs> Good job. Five dollars are yours, uh, my man. <laughs> big money, big money. Take Julie out for a nice <laughs> dinner. <laughs> a nice pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's right. <laughs> Not even, uh, actually. Is it? $5? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been to, uh, or sorry, I don't know if I've ever bought Ben and Jerry's. I don't think myself. I ever had either. I just said that because it because of brand recognition. But we buy yeah. other, we buy other brands that are more expensive than five dollars. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> buy ice cream that much. I'm not a sweets guy for the most part. That's uh, good. That's a good thing. It is, but my body still looks like it is. I am someone who eats sweets. <laughs> So, you know, I might as well just dip my toe in. And <laughs> so what a what a cross to bear. You have to look like someone who eats a lot of candy and don't enjoy it. <laughs> I know. Whenever I say I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't really like sweets. People look at me and go, you liar. You Why liar. are you lying to us right now? <laughs> um, you can't fool well, us. Yeah. <laughs> well, like start no, pinching good, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job with your with your one correct uh, answer. Whatever. It's better than nothing. Um, Don't need your pity. Yeah, um, you're pathetic, and those questions were super easy. <laughs> <laughs> but let's transition now to talking about just 2020. Um, so, I guess to I want to I just want to start with a quick little address to our audience, and then I think it'd be nice for again you can we can just start saying just quick whatever we want to say about the the year externally because again we're going to then get to our personal stuff and specifically ominous media and all that but just want to say to our audience like i have no idea what you guys went through personally during this year because again like a lot of different people were affected there's a lot of different things to consider um and so yeah all that to say is just like I hope that you guys are doing as good as you can be. I appreciate, I hope that this, this, this podcast is a form of solace. Uh, <laughs> like it's just a nice, a break maybe from everything. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people are going through stuff. So I just want to say that it's like 2020, we're still and will still be feeling a lot of the ripples from it. It's not like anything's different just because the date's different. So to everyone who keeps like trying to do their best, trying to be a good person, trying to make the world better, trying to take care of their families, just to everyone who's trying, um, I, I just salute you because again, life's really hard and um, 
yeah, it's just been really crappy. So if you're still here, thank you. <laughs> and I don't mean here in terms of the podcast. I just mean here in terms of life. Like, good on you. I don't see you physically because this is a podcast, but I see you emotionally. Mm. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Kyle has emotional vision. I do. It is not very helpful for joining the X-Men, but it does make me a pretty good hugger. Some people call it empathy, but I think that's a dumb word. I think yeah. emotional vision is better. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand why Disney called their new show WandaVision. I was like, um, call it emotional vision, you <laughs> dummies. Make it relatable. <laughs> yeah. No one has a Wanda. What is that? <laughs> is that made up? But, I, so I guess to start off, Noah, 2020, give me some just quick, like, give me some quick, whatever you want to say about it. <laughs> just give me some quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. Um, yeah, it's tough because I don't want to complain and I don't want to gloat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I would probably have a bit of both. And overall, I... I Personally, it was a very good year. Um, just in terms, like, professionally, creatively, uh, in my home life, just that everything just for some reason seemed to lined up, line up every time. And um, I sort of had to watch everything else fall apart. <laughs> uh, so that's a, that's a weird feeling. It's a lot easier when that stuff is happening somewhere else. Even, you know, if it's not happening to you, it's easier to ignore it when it's somewhere where it's it's not tangible. But when it happens around you, even if it's not happening to you directly, it's still, uh, it's just a weird feeling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, good year. Okay. Well, I meant, I meant some specific stuff like, murder hornets no <laughs> like yeah that was a thing and i everyone forgot <laughs> did they um, just like go away or well i was I, I was i was gonna ask you that because i feel like murder hornets really got hyped up and yeah. i was scared i saw pictures of them i imagined them crawling inside me all the crevices staining biting um you know and it was terrifying but then it kind of, I mean, and this was the thing that was interesting about 2020 is that 2020 was like really good screenwriting in the sense that something was always happening and then yeah. something worse or like the stakes were getting raised consistently. Uh -huh. And so it was kind of like, oh, okay, Murder Hornets psh, doesn't compare to fill in the blank. Um, so yeah, I'm not quite sure. I remember reading an article a while back where it was like the first you know, the first murder hornets or murder hornets discovered in America. Yeah, it's like, like had, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, from and so probably from I Japan saw or some something. of the stuff that people were doing to like kill them or you know deter them or whatever. But um, I don't know if they like if that's an ongoing problem of like we got to keep these things away or if we succeeded, which again just shows that it's like the priorities. <laughs> I mean, I don't at know. This, yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's winter now, so they're not going to be buzzing around. But, uh, yeah, and it's weird because you, you would think, well, everyone stayed home after that. So maybe they would have had, you know, free reign like, America's <laughs> ours. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I have no idea what happened. 
Yeah, we'll have to look into that, which, you know, that's something to be thankful for because it's like everyone was freaking out about murder hornets, but it's like, you know, there's people in Asia who just have to live with them. Like they're, they're like, oh, they're here. Like that's. I mean, yeah, it, maybe it's something to be thankful for, but also <laughs> that means that, that we had other stuff going on that was worse than murder hornets. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, we got, it's like, we got a, our, our glass is half full and we got to like drink it too. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to numb the pain. Um, but yeah, uh, Kanye West being on the ballot was weird, I admit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that start as jokes and then became real. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that was the year everyone was like, why not? <laughs> might, it's, it was the might as well year. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just was like, you know, like, again, the, the idea of it was funny. But then, like, when it actually was, like, happening, I was like, Kanye, are you okay? Like, we always talk about, you know, celebrities who are more creative or maybe potentially, quote-unquote, better when they're off their medication. But I mm. was like, Kanye, are you okay? Like, I want, I don't know, like, all the stuff you're saying, stuff you're doing. Like, I feel like you're not okay. Yep. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, what else happened, Kyle? Well, California was on fire. Yeah, a lot, a lot, um, a lot of fire. Yeah, um, Australia was on fire. Australia uh, was on fire. Hong Kong was still having protests. Yeah, yeah, that might still be going on. I have no idea. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's just it really is information overload. But yeah, I remember with California specifically, it's like you know we had we had Liam on. Uh, on 2020 from family crest. And that was again, a really awesome interview. Uh, we can talk more about that later, but, mm-hmm. um, he's in San Francisco. And so, yeah, they, yeah. they were posting photos of San Francisco, which looked like fricking blade runner with like the oh, red yeah. sky. Yeah. It was like doomsday. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I watched drone footage of that. And I was like, this is literally blade runner. Like it was crazy. Just the, the look of everything. It was so yeah. Apocalyptic. Yeah, you know how, like, there's been tons of people who, you know, give their apocalypse date, like pastors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, this is when the world's ending. That would have been so perfect if, to like, time some it. guy, yeah, had lined it up to where it's like he knows it's BS. And he, like, walks outside and sees the sky and he's like, oh, my gosh, I maybe I am legit. <laughs> <laughs> A little confidence boost for one person. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, we're, you know, I, I think we can we can transition away um, from from 2020 because I feel like the the elephant in the room is is the two things of a just the 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 racial tension and just you know, and then that's kind of kind of tied, kind of separate. You know, they do bleed into each other, but then the political tension um, that that we really saw, and so we won't get into that. I will say that, um, you know. When we had Jasper on, uh, again, I am sad we we lost more the, like the the end of that episode, but mm-hmm. we got a lot of really good feedback on that interview. And so, if you haven't listened to it yet, I would encourage you to because I think it again it was just uh, you know if you've never seen Noah and I in real life, we are white. Um, <laughs> even though Noah, it's hard to tell from the, the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Noah once made the hilarious joke when we made one of our first YouTube videos that, like, everyone was going to be surprised. Like, oh, they're white? We had no idea, which I thought was pretty funny. But 
Um, we are white. And so it was just really, it was really good and cool to have the conversation with Jasper that you did. It wasn't all racial based, you know, no. and humming fools. I never want it to be because we're here to talk about artists, but still nonetheless to get his, his perspective on, on, on things in relation to our, and is, and in, in relation to being a human, it was really interesting and cool. And so I'm glad people enjoyed that episode. So if you haven't listened to it again, I think it's really um, eye-opening and, and thought-provoking. It's not like this episode solves racism, but um, it's cool when you can hear an individual's perspective. Cause I think so often it's just, you, you have groups or you have articles or you have videos and it's kind of you get lost in this wave of just information and and you know statistics and all that stuff. And so, being able to like hear from actual people who you can see, even though we were remote, but still, it's like we could talk to Jasper, see his face. I don't know. It was just really, it was really good. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I learned a lot just from talking to him. And like we, you know, we we wanted to talk about it in relation to his art. Like, it's not like we just happen to have a black person on. We're like, Hey, so you're black. Tell us about that. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, you know, it it was obviously integral to what he was creating. And it has a lot of very potent messages in the, the music that he makes, but it was also, you know, it just turned into a discussion about life and it was just, I learned a ton. Um, And it was, yeah, he, he's, he's very good at, at relaying, how he feels and and his experience and also making you feel like uh, you're allowed to have your thoughts and your, your ignorance as long as you're willing to learn. Uh, And just like, yeah, the the whole experience was really good. Absolutely. Um, And I wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable during the interview, but I remember, and you'll see where I'm going with this in a second, Noah, but I remember in, in college taking my, um, cultural anthropology class and she talked about my my professor it was like the 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 point of one project was to be um uncomfortable was to Mm. go to a different to go to a different group of people or a different like religion or something you had to like go experience for like multiple weeks something different Mm. and she said if you're if you ever feel uncomfortable you're doing the project correctly Mm. um and I think it's just, it's, and so again, it wasn't uncomfortable during the interview. It was a great interview, but I think there's this, this fear of like, oh, if I'm uncomfortable or if I feel stupid or something, it's like, that's a negative feeling. So I don't want to do that. So we avoid any, like <laughs> anything that makes us feel kind of awkward or uncomfortable. And it's yeah. like, no, like, even if it's not confrontational. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think it's an important lesson to, rem- to remember that it's like, that's, that's not bad. Like we kind of have to be, and that's okay. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> um. So anyway, uh, again, just talking about the the elephants in the room. Well, we we're not we're not going to get into that. But I will say the um, the inauguration, which happened not in twenty twenty, it was twenty twenty one. I will just be personal and honest and say that it was a very like, what's the word? Um, I felt very relieved. Yeah. <laughs> And again, without getting into it too much, it's not like, oh, I think that 
now the world's going to be fixed. I think Biden's the best thing ever. Like, I agree with everything he says, and he's Jesus, and he's going to, like, bring the, like, peaceful era of our day. I don't feel like it's, like, the end of a fantasy novel where everything just wraps up and it's awesome. But no. to to see uh, um, Kamala get sworn in was just, like, very emotional for me. Mm. <laughs> And I, I am a man, so I can't imagine how it must have been, you know, for, for women or women of color either. Um, but it was just so cool. And I think this has been floating around a lot on Instagram, but um, there was this, like, photo that showed all the presidents of the United States. And then it showed Kamala, and it, said, and it had little highlights of, like, okay— up to this president, she would have, you know, been a slave. Up to oh. this president, she would have not had the right to vote, you know, or A, B, C, D. And it was just was like, it was encouraging because as sad and like, you know, kind of a bummer as those facts are, it was a visual representation of progress. Mm. And so it's, again, not like everything's solved. It's not like the world, specifically the United States, is just going to start agreeing on everything now that Trump is no longer president. But it was like, hey, like this was the past. And now look how far we've come in this specific thing. Um, and I don't know. Again, it's like she could she could be awful. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like sure. she it's not like she's gonna just make amazing decisions just because, you know, she's a woman or, you know, that like we're not who we are isn't determined by that stuff yeah. in the sense of like our morals or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very powerful just because America does have that terrible, we have a, we have a bloody and racist homophobic fill in the blank history. Yeah. And just to see that, you know, we've, we've, we've come along in certain ways was encouraging to me admits like feeling just down because of how everything's been. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I, I felt like it was very cathartic as well. Um, and almost like in parts, you know, it's like at any other time, you know, I would have been like, oh, this is almost a little bit boring. That's amazing. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, it's such a, a relief. But because, you know, of the context and everything, it was just like, just such a, a nice moment to have um i thought you know every everyone that he had up there perform or or, or say a prayer or whatever they had, had my man garth brooks come up <laughs> i was like yes um and you know like someone who would be seen like or is at least respected by the conservative world and and uh come to sing a song that's universally loved Every like no one's like man, Amazing Grace. That's such a garbage song. It's like, not a bop. <laughs> it doesn't slap at all. <laughs> um, and so it's just like it, the whole thing was all about unification, which I thought was great um, and a very needed message to have. And there was no victory speech. You know, it was all like, hey, like we're in this together. It's not. Like, you know, it's not like we're trying to beat someone here. It's just like we gotta, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and it can't, we can't get that work done if we're always fighting. Um, yeah. And then 
you know, even after that, like first thing Biden does was uh, is, uh, you know, reenter into the Paris Climate Agreement and stuff like that, where it's just like, yes, let's stop. Like we just kept rolling backwards for four years. And again, like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely showing my political leaning, but, you know, it's just like. It's just nice. It felt very wholesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't, for, for anyone who has listened, which again, I think we've established that <laughs> the people listening to this episode slash who are still here are people who <laughs> have followed us and listened to us. I don't think yeah. any of that would be surprising. No. Um, but I agree. My So <laughs> my two quick thoughts on the inauguration, besides just, it, again, being a very you know emotional, uh, beautiful moment, was B, uh, I want to give a shout out to the guy who kept cleaning the podium in between every single mm-hmm. speaker. I felt so bad for him because it's like, <laughs> he has to like quickly get up there, wipe the whole thing down. But they usually would call someone to come before. So they usually would get to the podium and then he's they standing there still cleaning. Yeah, and they, I felt, it was like the anxiety in me. I was like, oh, I know that feeling of being like, everyone's looking at me but I can't complete my action yet. And then yep. the guy's like, I'm cleaning as fast as I can. This is my job. Like, <laughs> So random cleaning guy, I see you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, the second thing, not to dish your boy Garth Brooks, but something I thought was funny is like, is mask like, I don't know what the word is, but just <laughs> consistency, I guess. So uh-huh. I just think it's funny because I've seen this a lot. Where it's like, we wear masks, but then sometimes we don't wear a mask. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, we should probably wear them all the time. Otherwise, it's kind of stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so he, like, came out wearing his mask and then only takes it off once he gets to the podium, which is what everyone, you know, is doing. Right. But then as soon as he's done, he just turns around and starts, like, shaking hands with people and, like, talking to people. And then he just walks back and he never puts it on again. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. <laughs> again, it's fine. It's fine. But Probably got was wrapped up in the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. It's funny. It's still like, I, I have to wear mine all day at work. And so I've, it's second nature to me, but I definitely understand for some people, it's still kind of unnatural. Um, you have to consciously do the action of putting it on and taking it off and stuff like that. And it's still, you know, it feels weird to, to keep it on and put it back on immediately after you've taken it off. And so it's a weird time. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, yeah, I went for a walk the other day, um, starting at like Wilson park and then going to like Dixon street and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I forgot, I forgot my mask in my car because my brain didn't register me going inside. I was like, I'm outside. So I didn't even think about it. But then as I was walking, it's like I start passing people and they're wearing masks. And I just got like so self-conscious, but I was like too far away at that point from my Mm -hmm. car to where I really was like, oh my gosh, like, am I a bad person? Like, I'm outside. I'm trying to stay away, but are people judging me? It made the walk not enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> Man, the way I deal with that is I just keep mine on if I go out. Like, even if I'm walking to the park, around the park, everything, I just like, I'd rather just not have to deal with the stress. Like, should I put it on? Oh, there's a person coming quick. Fumble around. Are they going to notice me? fumbling trying to put my mask on and then yeah like it almost seems rude even though it's more considerate like <laughs> you think i have the corona mister what's yeah. wrong with you yeah no, no it's for you right. i'm doing it for you yeah and for me a little bit yeah <laughs> we're all supposed to do it <laughs> that's right oh man 
Um, well, do you want to you want to transition then to to our stuff personally to 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 you your year um, as a creative as an artist, and then sure. I can talk about me, and then we can you know either where when stuff overlaps or just get into ominous media specifically too. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I'm so I'm trying to think the uh, the main creative thing that we had going on together, other than this, to begin, you know, to start out the year was Evilcast. Yeah, and this for me that was more of an like editorial role, uh, uh, not so much directly creative, but that was a kind of a fun new experience. I actually really enjoyed doing all of that, um, and just kind of the the brainstorming over like certain parts of the script and kind of workshopping stuff. And then just each step of the way, just having input, which is, you know, is very flattering because I've uh, like, I don't need to be doing that, but it's, it's just nice. It's a nice role to be in. And, uh, and it's, it's nice to have it affect something and, and have the thing come out, you know, with everyone's best into it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, again, having Enrico has been great, kind of growing the the team, um, even though it's, it's more in the, like, subcontracting way, it's still kind of a fun, uh, it's fun to add a name to the to the collaborations yeah. list. So, and he's he's been doing great. Um, yeah, other than that, we've kind of had to put our, our stuff together uh, on the back burner in terms of, like... Uh, and mostly the the comic work and kind of the bigger projects because there was just so much going on, and mm. and then for me, I I was very very fortunate to get more and more busy professionally, to where I didn't really have time to to do a whole lot of stuff that you know would be considered like whatever side hustle hobby or whatever. Um, yeah, basically, I had to prioritize making money because again, you just there was no way to know from one month to the next if you were going to be able to make money. Mm -hmm. And so I was very fortunate to at some points be too busy to where I couldn't handle it. Um, So that was just nice to have in terms of peace of mind, which was worth more than a lot of things, I think for a lot of people. And, uh, and so yeah, it was more we we kind of kept plugging away and and did evil cast and and did the show and um later on we we had a night shift but that that came later in the year. Um mm-hmm. but that was kind of a yeah, like that was as a result of, you know, us being like, well, let's what's another thing we could do that could be fun, that could be regular um that we could put out and uh that was different from something else that we were doing. And so that was a, a nice dive back into you and me collaborating, doing something a li- little mm-hmm. bit more artistic, um, even though not so much, but it's uh, it's kind of, it was more visual and we, we got to watch movies and then we had, we got to grow the team again and bring Abby on and she's been great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just been uh, slowly just kind of finding our groove again after everything kind of got shaken up. And so, yeah, and then I, I got back into writing once I, I freed up some of my time. So I kind of had to sacrifice. I was like, well, do I want to do some artwork? Do I want to write? Um, and, and writing just ended up being the thing, and I was very happy with that. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Did you sell um, lots of tasty things to talk about and everything that you said, but I, I'm curious, and forgive me if it, it, you think it should be obvious, but I just, I get so caught up in how I feel all the time. Like my emotions, I'm stuck in my head a lot. I think I just like kind of live in, you know, I don't think I'm like a unempathetic person, but right. I do recognize I spend a lot of time like in my brain mm. thinking about what I want, my goals. I'm very, you know, uh, what's like hungry in terms of like wanting to accomplish things. So yeah. I'm just curious for you, like when you think about 2020, do you struggle with at all? Like, like those moments when you were busier and you were, you know, despite being thankful for it, mm-hmm. do you, do you, do you ever get angsty about purpose, Noah? Cause I know that you know that I do, mm. I, but I guess I've never really asked you like if it bothers you when you don't get to like do stuff. Like if you feel, and I'm not saying this, but like if you feel like stuff is pointless when it's not like when you don't get to do your artistic stuff. If you're just like, Oh, this is junk and I'm not fulfilled. Do you feel that way? Or is it easier for you to be like, Oh, well I need money and I just don't have time. That's fine. I'm still an artist. Or does it, do you get worn down the longer that you stay away from that sort of stuff? It it ebbs and flows for me. I think, um, at the point that I become really busy, I'm really happy about it. And then once it goes on for long enough, I get to a point where I'm like, I just want to, I just want to create, I just want to make something. I just want to do something that's not that what I've been doing, you know, the past month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I yeah, I, I definitely get hung up on the, on the purpose thing and kind of the like looking back, you know, a year and being like, man, I would have wanted to be further along at this point and things like that. Um, but I don't know, to be honest, again, this is, I, it's a weird thing to say, but I'm, I'm very happy with my job and I wish that I could do my job. Like this is the job that I want to do realistically. Like this mm. is my realistic dream job, basically yeah. where it's like, I don't get tired of it. I get tired of being, you know, worn out from being busy, but I don't get tired of the work itself. Yeah. And uh and it's it's a it's a very specific kind of work and so it's very fulfilling. I don't feel like I'm, you know, one out of a sea of millions of people trying to do the same thing and I'm, you know, somewhere near the bottom like I feel like I'm uh celebrated enough that I, that, that my energy stays up, my self-esteem stays, stays up. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I'm still learning. I'm not, I don't feel stagnant in, in that role. And so, uh, I think that keeps the juices going enough to where I'm not completely broken and not feeling like I'm going anywhere. I do feel like it, it advances my creativity in some way, even though sometimes it feels like a job, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think that does a lot for my, just my mental health in general. Um, because I'm sure if you don't like the job you're doing and you get really busy, yeah, you're thankful for the income 
and for the stability. But at the same time, it's like stability is means a lot of different things. And so even though you might be financially stable, other things might go away. And so, yeah, it's uh, it, it would be tricky. So I'm, I'm very thankful. And, and I think that, uh, I found the right spot to be in to where if I, if I take on a lot, I can handle it and, and it won't completely, you know, tear down my creativity. And if anything, I'll feel kind of recharged to once I'm not as busy, I'll be able to dive back into the thing I was doing with full, you know, inspiration and motivation. And so it's almost, you know, it's just kind of a, a seesaw thing where, one thing takes over for a bit. I know that eventually it'll go away. That's kind of the nature of the freelance world, which is a terrible curse. A lot of times that I've experienced that and, you know, gone months without work. But then when you do get busy, it's it's good. Yeah. And then you can, again, you make your own hours. You can decide when you're going to be doing things. And so eventually you sort of, do it in waves. You're like, all right, I need to make money. I need to save up. I need to to be busy. So I'm going to take on all this work. And then eventually those assignments will be done. I'll have a bit of a lull and I'll be recharged creatively. So yeah, that was long-winded, mm. but hopefully it answered your question. It did answer my question, but we did lose 50 listeners because people got tired of hearing about how great your life is. Um, See, this is why. (laughs) (laughs) We warned them in the beginning, but then people were like, oh man, he is really like shoving it down our throats. Just like how great things are for him. If I ever Um, seem quiet, don't talk about myself a lot. That means that things are going well. (laughs) I don't want to rub it in. (laughs) Um, No, I, I'm really happy that, um, you know, you really enjoy you enjoy your work. I do think that's like such a cool thing to accomplish of like having the the realistic dream job, as you said, mm. where it's like, you know, I, my dream job would be like, yeah, like getting to hop on the moon and have explosions and just like do crazy things. But to can't you know, have explosions but, in space, but that's okay. But Star Wars, no. <laughs> they but have Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> what about the very what about that scientific film Armageddon? <laughs> the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's I think it's crazy. Actually, I was about to spoil Armageddon, which I know doesn't really matter, but I, I try not to spoil <laughs> movies. <cares>. Anyway. <laughs> um but no, I think that's really cool to to that like again, the the realistic dream job, A that you're doing it, even though I mean, again, you said it's freelance, but again, you're doing it. You're living off of it and um, that you enjoy it. Um, and that's really cool. Um, that yeah. You're able then to, to to be energized by that. And then when you have time, do your creative stuff. Because um, we, we always make fun of the, the the statement, you know, if you love what you, what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And you've uh. always been like, yeah, boo. <laughs> Because it's like, it's work and there's always problems and, and nothing's perfect. But again, avoiding wait, waking up sick to go to a job mm. is such a blessing. Because for anyone who's like had a job that just like 
gives them anxiety. Get that or they pit just, in your stomach thinking about you, it. And, yeah. 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 Like when you get off, you're just like full of dopamine. But then when you realize like when you wake up, you have to go back, you just feel sick. That's like one of the worst, you know, things that <laughs> you can experience on like a, a consistent daily basis. And yeah. so the fact that that's not the case for you makes me very happy. So. Oh, thanks for checking in. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that, uh, and I think that sort of plays into why I've been enjoying writing a lot is because it's so different from my day job and it's mm-hmm. still a creative thing. And I still get to have an imagination. If anything, that's the thing that stretched my imagination the most um, because there's not really a limit. And so it's like, um, not, not, there's no limits in my imagination, but there's no limit to what you can write <laughs> about. And it doesn't cost you any more time or money to write about one thing or another. It's just, you know, whatever you're able to, to think about. And yeah. so that's, that's just been a really nice cathartic thing to just do something very different, but still get to, to use that creativity in, in some way. So I recommend it 10 out of 10. You heard it here, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure if this, you know, I'm not going to earn the transition keen crown for this, but uh, normally I'm so good. I right mean, now, you I'm know, so- anyone who calls himself has to call themselves transition king is no transition king. <laughs> I disagree with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, more of a tra- transition surf right now. But um, mm. it, it is it is interesting because I know that I don't like give myself enough credit. And so as I was asking, you know, my question to you, I was like, yeah, I feel like garbage, like about 2020 in terms (laughs) of like how I did, Mm. you know, like if there was like a, like if you died and went to artist heaven and you only get into artist heaven based on your works. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's like, oh man, I'm going to artist hell where, you know, like, my least favorite music plays every day and I have to be a, an influencer and you know, it's just, it's terrible. <laughs> That's not a dig against influencers. I just would not enjoy being an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I know a lot of you guys have been asking about my skincare routine. Um, <laughs> don't worry. That's coming. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it is, it is funny because I think the greatest, one of the greatest tools I have uh, for retaining a healthy mindset and giving myself credit is reflection. Mm. And so even just when you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did do that. We did that thing, too. <laughs> um, and even asking your questions, like when I was doing the the quote-unquote research just to see, you know, who was our first interviewer 2020, I was mm. like, oh, I forgot that that was this year. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, uh, again, not to to get too patty on the backy um, and just, and just you know uh, kiss our own butts for for twenty twenty or, or brag about it. It is kind of like, oh man, there is a lot of like awesome things for for us um, in twenty twenty. It's easy for me to just always want more, um, but I'm I, I am going to take this moment to tell myself to shut up and just quickly be like, yeah, like. We did it. We we managed to do a bunch of interviews. We did the remote interviews, which we had always talked about, but yep. we're scared of. Corona forced us to, so we did it, and that just completely opened up the landscape um, for us 
to talk to people that we never would have tried to talk to mm. um, beforehand. And it opened up things uh, creatively, professionally, emotionally. You know, we made friends. Uh, yeah. We got contacts. Um, we got incredible encouragement and insight. It's just insane. Um, and so, yeah, the John interview, that was, that really is like such a, what we're, what we're doing right now isn't a career, but it was, I'll call it a career highlight. It was yeah. just like, holy crap. <laughs> um, and it feels like ages ago. I didn't even remember that it was 2020. I was like, that was probably like 2019 or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> The summer feels so far away, um, the past summer. Um, so, and then, yeah, Evilcast. We started working on Evilcast in 2019, but it didn't come out till 2020. 2020, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's like we released four issues of a comic book. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and again, like the the process of that was super fun. And it was all on us too, which I think is cool when we think about it. It's mm-hmm. like... There's no one else facil- facilitating it. There's no one else telling us how to do it. It was you and me and Rico yep. going, how do you make a comic book? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like figuring all this stuff out and having all the learning, uh, you know, learning lessons and the joy of like the firsts of being like, oh, a full, fully thumbnailed you know, script and then, oh, a fully, like a full line art script, oh, full colors. And then, oh, a full issue. And mm-hmm. uh, it just was, yeah. And then having people read it and laugh of it, laugh at it, enjoy it. Other people read it and be horrified by <laughs> my language. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, that was super cool. And then Night Shift, like you said, um, you know, Night Shift's my little baby. It's something yeah. I'd always wanted to do. Um, and then, yeah, people had been asking for for YouTube stuff. And so, yeah, I think that was 2020 as well. It was like the, the Odyssey journey I took trying to put all our podcast episodes on oh, YouTube yeah. took so long. I had to like, again, download the episode, put it into this program that generates like a visual waveform thing so people have something to look at, I guess, on YouTube. Yeah. Had to do that 60 something times or maybe 50. I forget how many episodes it was. Um, export all of it. So yeah, we, we introduced our YouTube channel, but then needed something that was, you know, specific to the channel because a lot of people do just listen to the podcast on podcast stuff. Right. And so, yeah, creating a visual show that's only visual, only on YouTube. Um, and again, it's something that I'm passionate about and allowed you and I uh, to, again, hang out, collaborate, you know, talking about the artwork, the vibe, bringing in Abby. Um, yeah, it was super fun. I, that, that Black Christmas episode was so much fun. Just like, <laughs> I really liked Black Christmas. I loved yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. It just for whatever reason, really hit in a good way. And then us talking about it was so much fun. I was like, yes, this is what the night shift is. <laughs> Well, you, I feel like you and I got lucky because I think overall we got the, we ended up getting the movies we enjoyed more rather than yeah. you, you and Abby got the ones that you kind of had to have all the, the negative stuff about, or at least that's yeah. how it, it seems. You'll, you'll get a good one. Yeah. We, we, we liked Host. Host was the first one we did. Oh, I forgot um, about Host. Yeah. 
But yeah, Vivarium sucked. Uh, Tony liked it. Tony, I don't know why you liked that movie, but props to you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we, we have been lucky. Wolf, the, the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow was awesome. That was awesome. I love that. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, just films of yeah. the year, yeah. let alone horror. But um, And then, yeah, Black Christmas was great. Um, we just did Synchronic, which came out today, which you liked more than I did. But again, not a bad movie at all. No. And I look forward to to seeing how we do it in the future. Because I think that's what's cool, too, is that it's like, I like how the night shift is now. Mm. But I know that objectively it can be better. So it's like, okay, how is the night shift going to be better in the future? But um, what's also cool is it kind of puts timing into context where... It's better than it would have been had we done it two years ago. Yes. Um, because we had uh, the stuff we learned from doing other things and, and you know, we kind of knew what it would take to do it and how to keep it, you know, realistic and manage our expectations and, and have fun with it at the same time. I think we, we pulled out a pretty good balance and a, a, a pretty fun first try, you know, um, it's definitely, uh, there's tons of stuff that could be improved, but it's still, we're having fun with it and we're not sitting back looking at it being like, "Ugh, what are we doing? You know, it's still like, oh yeah, we're, we're having fun. We get excited about recording them, maybe not so much editing them, but, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, we're, we like the, the aesthetic of it. We like the, the, the concept of it. We like, making it so yeah i i think that was a, a pretty good success yeah especially no, for how quickly it was like the, of all our projects that was the quickest from you know inception to realization um in terms of like one day you were like hey i you know i've mentioned this before but i really want to start doing this and then i was like all right and then we just you know, I came up with some branding stuff and then we kind of went back and forth and then got Abby on board and then that was it. We started making them. So that was, yeah, a, that was a quick launch. Yeah. Like, like you said, yeah, it really was like, and that, that's always fun. I always enjoy that process when you're first creating something. It's like, Ooh, what's the name? Yes. Ooh, what's the logo? Yes. Ooh, what's the like vibe and aesthetic? Like it made me flash back to when we were trying to figure out what to name like our stuff, like ominous, like when we had all our different names and we're like, ooh, ominous is kind of cool. Like, ooh, what's to the logo? It just is like, oh, I love this process of like making things. That's one of my favorite parts. And I could do that. Like I could create a thousand projects just <laughs> getting to that stage and then just leaving it. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun to like conceptualize something, to create an identity for it and what it will feel like. And then not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's all, it, it stays the way it is in your mind and how good it can be. Um, in this case, we we got pretty close to, because we, managed, again, managed expectations and, and it was good. But yeah. I I wish so badly that I was a musician because I think one of the like, fav- my one of my favorite parts would be creating an album name yeah. and then choosing all the song names, making a themed album 
and then like the artwork and the packaging. It's yep. like I would get really into that. Like I love a good themed like album. Yeah. <laughs> But unfortunately, God did not gift me with musical ability. Outside the triangle, as I will remind everyone, I'll take you on with my triangle any day. Um, you slap on the triangle, if I just say so myself. Thank you, Noah. You know, there was that song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I was like, mm, if the devil came down to Arkansas and he won a triangle battle, I definitely would steal his soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the devil's at the crossroads, and you get there, and he's like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, He's like you, you messed with the wrong white Ecuadorian. <laughs> He's like, this is all very confusing and kind of sad. Like, I think I'd be too, I'm not depressed enough to have a triangle battle with you. <laughs> He's like, okay, fine. He like, you break him down eventually. He's like, okay, fine. Play me a song. You play him yeah. a song on the triangle. He's like, that could be literally any song in the world. And I was like, you don't recognize it? It was <laughs> Phil Collins. In the air <laughs> And I night. just go, ding, 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 ding. I literally just do that. <laughs> Every note's the, the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on the on the YouTube thing, as mm. we, you know, kind of near the, 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 the end of just kind of reflecting on stuff, I loved our Hot Ones video, too. Oh, yeah. That was... That was so fun. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, I would encourage you to watch it because that was something I really had wanted to do for a long time too. I was like, I want to try the the First We Feast Hot Ones, you know, hot sauces. And I was like, there's no reason to. Like, there's no one asking me to do this. Yeah. And so it took me a while to think of like, what what could warrant me doing that? And so then, you know, used it to launch the the YouTube channel in the sense of like, Hey, here's like a video specific thing that's only on YouTube and it's paired with humming fools, but it's also this new thing. I had a blast doing that with you. <laughs> that was really fun. And a lot of people don't know this, but it actually started with Sean from hot ones asking us to be on his show. And we we're like, no, thank you. We'll do it ourselves. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it went really well for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much more success doing it our way. <laughs> being stubborn pays off yeah my my favorite moment from that video and it's a moment i still quote uh is when i asked you um i don't remember what i asked you i asked you a question uh oh the question was something like what's something that people don't know about me that they don't know about you and you're like sweating you're freaking out and you go i like horses i don't know (laughs) It just the way you said it, you're like, it's just not something I really talk about. <laughs> and it just cracked me up because it's true. I didn't really know that. I knew that. I mean, I knew that you kind of were into like horses because of like Westerns and all that stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. The way you said it just was really funny. And I think about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, was, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, or fun thing. I guess it wasn't even an episode of anything. It was just like, yeah, hey, it, let's let's make this. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, just a fun little a little special. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you have anything else that you wanna you wanna talk about in terms of just our twenty twenty? Nope. Okay. No. Well, I I was like starting to think of stuff, but that's more like looking forward, which I'm assuming will come up later. So. No. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, we have the brain co-op. I was just about to say, well, if there's nothing else to talk about, I mean, which of well, course, I'm the, so I'm the king things. of transitions. So, 
Yeah, um, you own me. You own me and the land that I live on. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously lots of other stuff happened in 2020. If you're curious about any of that, listen to our past episodes because it would be crazy to try to fit it all in here. But wow. yeah, let's let's end with just thinking about the, about the future. Um, do you have any specific goals, Noah, um, and they can be personal or they can be artistic, but what is, what are you looking forward to or what are you hoping for for uh, 2021? I actually have two convenient transitions from two things that we were just talking about. One, um, we we talked about this recently, but, uh, and then the, the Hot Ones kind of one-off video made me think of this, but we we really do enjoy producing video content and that's, that's how we met. That's where we come from. That's what we studied. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's always been a love of ours. It's just less accessible um, than, than other things. But that's something that I think would be really fun for us to do is, is more uh, video content in terms of like conceptualizing something, whether it's a story or, or an activity or whatever it is. Um, but especially in terms of storytelling and telling just short short films and stuff like that, I think would be really, really gratifying and kind of make us stretch all our skills and use everything and, and pull it together. And especially, you know, the collaborative aspect. Like we, we talked about this, like just <clears throat> we, we miss working with a crew and having people mm-hmm. on board. And, and again, that's very much in the spirit of what we're trying to do. Um, and so that's, uh, it's a a big task and, but we're not putting a lot of pressure on it. It's just like, if we, if we, something comes along and we really feel like we can pull it off, that would be a a really fun, fun thing to make happen. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever, uh, whenever we had that conversation, when you, when you brought that up, I got really excited thinking about like doing like a short film or, or something like, um, and so, yeah, I hope I hope that we're able to make it happen. Uh, yeah, because I, I, again, I have no idea what that could be uh, at this point. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, the thought of like being on set again with you and like friends mm-hmm. and just like making something. Um, the whole filmmaking process is really is really fun. Obviously, it's really hard too, but uh, like location scouting and you know like getting an actor that you like or yeah, uh, you know writing the script like all that stuff's super fun. Um, and you know, you know, our, again, review of Synchronic came out, um, today, it it will have been out for a week when, once you guys listen to this, but on YouTube now, yes, on YouTube, go listen to it. Um, but something that you noted in that interview was that like, you know, the, the, the filmmakers of that film, you know, are, are like indie directors and they come from like super low budget stuff. And so watching it, you know, you were noting how it was really inspiring that these two friends have made all these movies and then end up co-directing a film together. And then one's the, the script writer and then one's the, the cameraman as well. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just like, it, it's hard not to see ourselves in that again, considering our past and how we met. And so thinking of the other ways that our cre- creativity can collaborate and the different places it can go together is, is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so that that's definitely a, a very aspirational thing for this year, and I think I, I hope we get to to execute on it. Um, 
The other thing is a, a more of a personal thing that I've just been thinking about this last week. But uh, you're talking about uh, con- conceptualizing an album uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like the aesthetic of it and, and everything made me think of this. But for a long time, I, I've had a few people, uh, including Julia, try to get me to do uh, Photoshop tutorials. Oh. Um, just, you know, and put them online on YouTube and stuff. And that never sounded interesting to me. And I was just like, I guess I like teaching people. Like, I I, I get really excited when someone's like, hey, can I sit down with you Um you know, can we meet up and then uh, you can show me some stuff in Photoshop because I'm really trying to get this this project to to happen, and I love that. Um, and so I, I like the idea of teaching, but I I just like I was like, man, there's so many Photoshop tutorials out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just like, I, I, there, I wouldn't be able to teach anything that someone else hasn't already, you know made a video about and they're usually you know they already have tons of followers they're already a known resource they're you know anyway i just didn't really give it a lot of thought and then recently <laughs> so i the thing that triggered it i think is i started following this new channel uh called dank pods mm. and i wholeheartedly endorse and recommend this channel. But it's this guy who started uh, making videos in like 2019, I think was his first one. And uh, he basically uh, finds old iPods and MP3 players and reviews them and like headphones. He's So he's an audiophile. He really likes... Okay. Uh, high quality headphones and all that stuff and it explains why certain headphones are better than others what they're good at and things like that and uh but one of his passions and hobbies is just collecting old ipods and then he'll like uh open them up and then you know mess with them like add more storage or try to run games off of one and stuff like that just do oh. little fun things <laughs> But he is hilarious. He's like, it's one of the funniest channels I've I've ever watched on YouTube. And he's this Australian guy and he like makes fun of his own accent. He'll like emphasize mm. it a lot of times. And it's just really funny. Uh, and he has tons of like inside jokes. If you watch a couple of his videos, you'll immediately get the inside joke from a previous episode and stuff like that. But he's only been doing it for little over a year and he's already up to like half a million subscribers. Wow. People just like his videos started popping up and people got interested and then just latched on. And that just, I, that was so cool to me. Like his videos, when I watch them now, they just feel like home. Like I'm just hanging out with him and Aww. just having a good time. And just his, his, his very, seems very approachable. And he's also like, they're very educational videos but it's just like, yeah, I just love the vibe. And I was like, that if I were to make videos, I would have to kind of invoke that kind of feeling. And I was like, well, what would it look like if I tried to make tutorials <clears throat> for Photoshop? And I w- went back to something that I used to do a long time ago. There was this, challenge that kind of went through the internet uh, where 
you had one, two, three. It was like a bullet list. You had three things, three links that you would click. The first one was a random Wikipedia article. So the URLs were like randomized. There was a, a character in there that made it randomized to where if every time you clicked on it, it would be a different Wikipedia article. Oh, okay. And the title of the article was your album name. And then mm. the second link was uh, a site of quotations. And it would generate random quotations every time you click the link. And it was like, the last four words of the last quote on that page are your album name. So you have your, your, your uh, artist title and then your al album name. And then you have uh, the third link, which took you to like Flickr, which I don't even know if that's still a thing now, um, but some sort of images website. And then it would say the third image on this page is your album cover. And it was a graphic design challenge to where you mm. had to combine all of those things. Whatever you got is what you had to use and That's make awesome. the best album cover you could. And I thought, oh, that would be a really fun series. Because a, a big part of the fun with the, the, the channel that I like is that he'll pull out a random old bootleg MP3 player from like 2005. And he's like, you know, he inspects it and then he reviews it. Basically, he's like, well, this is junk or whatever. And then he'll try to plug it into his computer and see if there's anything on it. Um, sometimes there's like random pictures of people trying to get the thing to work, you know, and they couldn't <laughs> get the camera to happen. Or, or you can see how many times they played a certain track if it's an iPod. Um, so what that person's favorite song was. And then it says last played 2007. And it's just like a fun little bit of history, but you, you know, get to experience it with him as it happens. And I thought, oh, that would be a really interesting concept for a tutorial series where the person making the tutorial doesn't know what they're getting into. They're just going to be met with this challenge and then have to kind of make the best of it. And through that, you could teach a bunch of different concepts as well as, you know, Adaptability and problem solving, which are both huge things uh, when you're an artist and you have to work with clients and stuff like that, which is mm -hmm. not something you really learn from a tutorial. And uh, so anyway, there's a long roundabout way to say like, I, I, I think I would like to start a little series like that. Um, just for, you know, for myself, because I think it would be really fun to do, but also just record myself doing it and then maybe people can can learn from it and it would be a fun new thing each time and i think the the little twist that i would put on it would be once i have my my image that's picked out for me that's like my base image and then i can bring in other elements from other images and create something uh you know teachable that i can like teach different concepts by whatever technique i'm trying to use um and then keep them pretty short and snappy, you know, like hopefully I can edit it down to like 15, 20 minutes um, and then just have that be a series of videos. And uh, yeah, I think if, again, the, what I strive for is if nothing else, it'll be fun to make. So uh, I'm hoping that I can, I can do something like that. So I don't, I don't like announcing ideas that I have before I've actually started on them because 
<laughs> that's that doesn't usually pan out for me, but uh, I think that'd be a. Um, I think it's a realistic project, and that, uh, I think it's a fun one uh, to do. So anyway, yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, I'm not a a graphic designer or illustrator or anything, but that that idea of like pairing it with a a challenge is really fun because like the best part of some of those like shows, and I can't like think of the genre of type like shows that I'm I'm you know talking about, but. Mm. Is is seeing the finished thing at the end? Like, yes. So I guess for right. example, it's like um, <laughs> sad. I can't even think of what it's called, but that show where they would build a house for a family. Oh, um, uh, extre- extreme home makeover. Yeah, yeah. Like the best part of that that show is when you got to see the house at the end, right? Like with all the cool rooms and all that stuff, and um, and so yeah, like I love that idea of the the not weekly. I don't know how often you do it, but like, we'll just say weekly, like the weekly challenge of like, okay, here's something new like that. Noah has to tackle. And at the end, you know that you're getting a piece of art Yeah, and you get to learn along the way in like a fun way. That sounds, that sounds super cool. So I think, I think it would produce really funny results too. Like I, I would have to take whatever I'm given and it could just be the most ridiculous thing. And at the end, the finished product might be garbage. But, you know, it's really about, like, just the fun journey of it and also if people can pick something up along the way. Um, Ideally, you know, I could could make something out of it that could be decent, but at the same time, it wouldn't harm it too much if the the finished product is like, yeah, this is is the best it can be with what I was given. Um, And... Hopefully, you know, people who aren't even interested in that type of stuff would find it entertaining. It's the same thing. Like, I'm not interested necessarily. I mean, I am now because of the channel, but I wasn't interested in, in old iPods and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But just, it's a f- like, and tons of people who comment on his videos say the same thing. They're like, I have never owned an iPod. I have no plans on getting one, but this is like the most entertaining thing that I've seen. And, uh, and I'll see that on other people who who make uh, different types of art or whatever on YouTube. People say, hey, I'm not even into this thing, uh, but this is really entertaining. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Very, It's super exciting. I love it. I affirm it. 10 out of 10 would listen to yes. potential idea that Noah's going to do in 2020 again, slash 2021. 2021. <laughs> yeah. um, it's too so late yeah, for no, I'm I'm excited. I totally get the hesitation of saying something that you are thinking about doing, but um, I'm glad you said it because I do hope our listeners hold you to it because I want ah. it. I want to see it. Cool. Um, what was what was the, oh <laughs> I had a sorry. Just sometimes while people are talking, my brain generates dumb yes, jokes, and then good. I'll forget them, and then they'll come back when it's too late. Too but late. Now I have to say it. Um, I was going to joke that I'm going to hack whatever server thing that you're using to generate random images. And I'm just going to put a folder full of nudes of me. And so it's like every week you're like, Oh, okay. Another nude of Kyle. Guess I'll have to make this work. <laughs> People are like, it was funny the first time, but now it's just kind of weird and uncomfortable. And we've and seen like, every guys, angle. Seriously. I have, I have no control over this. I have to do it. I'm so sorry. Guys. I hate this just as much as you, but let's <laughs> dive worse, in. It's worse for me. I can't look away. Let's talk about layers. Um, <laughs> those are awesome. Uh, cool. Well, 
Yeah. I'll probably ask you questions more about that later um, awesome. off air, but um, yes. can't wait. On that note, um, kind of the same way I think you you touched on just doing something for you yes. that you want to do and that you love. And so um, that was something that I wanted to make sure that I did in 2021. I think I, because of my my job, I really have... I've gotten inbound marketing beat into me. And I've mentioned that before, but just to give a, you know, this is a very poorly paraphrased definition of what inbound is, but basically it's the idea that like everything bleeds into each other. Everything can like um, be used in different ways. Everything's connected and you design things in that way. Um, And so a lot of like with ominous media, you'll see that where we try to tie everything together. And and so it's like, if you, if someone sees one thing, they'll be drawn to the other. Mm. Um, So anyway, um, a lot of times when I'm creating things, my brain's doing extra work because it's trying to think, okay, like how can these things be connected? How can I market this? Well, I don't like marketing because I just want to make stuff, but it is one of those necessary evils. So please do know that if you're feeling dirty all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Kyle, how dare you try to, you know, market to me? And it's like, I don't like it either, random (laughs) listener. Um, But Papa doesn't want to be a marketer for the rest of his life. So he's going to try to use it right now so that he can do this stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, But all that to say, it, it was getting kind of old putting my brain through that filter. And so I had the idea of like, I just want to make something that is like pointless, <laughs> mm. but like brings me joy. Yes. It's not that like it literally is pointless, but it's more that like while I make it, there's no intent to have it be anything other than something fun for me. Mm. And so um, something that we, you know, that, Noah graciously allowed me to add to our YouTube channel was me just making like random edits to to things I love. And so the first thing that I made was a Spider-Man tribute trailer because again, my brain was like, what's something that's not going to help us at all? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is no one asking for from Kyle right now? And <laughs> it was a tribute trailer to the Spider-Man Raimi movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, it felt so good to to do it. Um, and obviously I posted it. I shared it. If I truly wanted to like have it be pointless, I'd be like those pretentious poets in LA who write poems and then set them on fire um, <laughs> and tell, but also notice that they tell people about it. Yes. Just, I'll let that, I'll let that sit with you anyway. Um, so technically if I wanted to be useless, I wouldn't show anybody, but I don't know. Again, like I have no expectation from them. They're just fun. Um, and so I love that you're, trying to think of something fun to do just for the sake of it, because I'm going to try to keep making those when I can throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've been, it's been super fun just to to do something uh, for me. So I, I affirm you and I look forward to doing more of those trailer edits. Yeah. And they're super good. I love watching them. <laughs> Thanks, man. I got emotional with the Spider-Man one, even though I'm, I'm not a, a Spider-Man buff like you are. I'm like, man, they were special. <laughs> Oh, I, I appreciate you saying that. That makes me happy. Um, I don't think I have I have much to say about the future. I mean, obviously, I want it to be better than last year. I think everyone is, has that universal thought. Um, and you know, I have the the very basic thought of just oh, I want to make more. I want to do more stuff than I did last year. Yeah. 
Um, so who who so who knows what this year's gonna look like, but um I am excited for it. Usually I'm kind of depressed in January. January it's just like, ugh, another year. Usually when there's when there's movies in the theater, usually January is the worst year or sorry, the worst month. Right. Now that's not really a thing, but um it's when all the studios dump their crappy movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this this next year. I'm excited for us to do more interviews and we've got some again cool people lined up, uh both local and, you know, people who are are in the business and um again, I'm excited to see how the night shift develops. I'm excited to continue pursuing writing stories. Yeah. Um, as I talked about way too much, I got a story published and I've been chasing that that high ever since <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to make it happen again and I recently wrote like my favorite thing that I've ever like written. Ooh. Like it's it's the story that I'm actually like most proud of mm. and it's in the genre that I love. And so that was encouraging because usually when I write something, I'm like, yeah, this is garbage, but I'll try to get it published. Mm. And whenever people reject it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one where I like tried to try to get it published. And when it was rejected instantly the next day, I went, no, you're wrong. This is really good. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. And so I'm ha- Huh? I love it. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you. You don't have to read any of the other stories I sent you, Noah, but you should read this one. Um, okay. It's only twenty pages. That's you can perfect. find you have you have five dollars now. You, <laughs> can I think buy that, some I think, time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyway, in wrapping the show up, uh, listeners, I would be curious to you know if you want to reflect on your twenty twenty, let us know. You know the good, the bad. Um, everyone is free to slide into our DMs, and I've appreciated when people have done that when they've either mentioned us. Sorry, messaged us on Ominous. A couple of you have have done that in the past, just reaching out and telling us what you like, what you don't like. Um, so yeah, if you want to talk about 2020, um, feel free to to message our Ominous, or feel free to to message Noah or I, you know, uh, individually. And then same thing with looking forward to 2021. What projects do you have coming up? What things are you excited about? Um, let us know. I'd love to hear what other guys uh, and gals. Uh, are doing because I, again, as I mentioned way earlier in the show, I get caught up in my own stuff. So it's important <laughs> for me to be reminded that, hey, there are other artists out there making other cool things. So, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that that's it. Um, everything we've mentioned, I'd love for you to check it out if you haven't already. So again, if you haven't already, go to our YouTube channel, watch uh, The Night Shift. We have six episodes out now. Um, if you haven't already, watch some of the trailer edits I've done. If you haven't already, read our comic, Evilcast, um, and let us know what you think. But until next time, uh, Noah, do you have any any quick or final closing thoughts? Uh, no, it's, it's nice to be back. It's nice to, even though not that much is different, it's nice to start off a new year with new new goals, new aspirations. And yeah, this was nice. Well said, my my poet warrior friend. Well, I think you're great. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad that we're still doing this. I think that's awesome. Uh, I feel like I've known you for two centuries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate you being here. Listeners, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, as I sometimes say and then sometimes forget to say, keep on humming and keep on fooling. <laughs> <laughs>